What's happening, my dysfunctional family members out there listening? It's episode six of View from the Hill, and today I have an awesome musical guest, Dutch Williams. Originally from Columbus, he found himself in Athens over a decade ago, forming the band Fuse with his friends and would call Athens their home for a couple years. We found ourselves reconnecting around that time, and I have recorded countless songs with Dutch, and he has featured on quite a bit of my hip-hop music also. A singer by nature, he picked up a six-string years ago and never looked back. He brings a style that's pure and true to the Southeast Ohio area. So grab your favorite drink, put something in the air. We're about to hear some tunes and have some conversation with Dutch Williams. It's View from the Hill. I'm on my way. Yeah. 
What's happening, my dysfunctional family members out there listening? We are here with Dutch Williams. It's View from the Hill, live at www.viewfromthehill.com. Dutch uh, just made it in from Columbus. Had to have him uh, over here today as my guest. Longtime friend, man. How you doing, man? Oh, doing good. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. This is a very cool thing that you're doing, and uh, appreciate you inviting me. Oh man, it's awesome. I mean, I couldn't pass up the opportunity. I moved into this new place, getting set up, and I was like, well, I got to have Dutch and Aaron down here, and while I've got Dutch down, get them on the show. Sure, sure. Sounds good. I'm, uh, like I said, happy to be here. Let's get into it. Cool, man. What do you got? You got uh, anything live planned for us tonight? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about uh, maybe later on in the show, uh, maybe doing a couple of acoustic songs. Uh live see see how that goes right on uh we got a new one to throw out that uh, has actually never been performed before so <laughs> that should be that should be kind of cool and an experience we'll see how that goes awesome man it's gonna be awesome i'm sure it's gonna sound great so the song we just heard was called change off of your one and only i think basically ep it's called the alleyway ep you can find it at dutchwilliamsmusic.bandcamp.com you can find a bunch of his other music there too. And uh Change Man, I love that song. I mean, that's kind of that's the first track right off the gates yep. on that album. I love that. Yeah, thanks. I that's it's a good track. Um recorded probably somewhere around 2011-2012 uh when the Alleyway EP came out. Where'd you record that at? Uh well, you had a big hand in that and uh also I did it at Plus 1 and some some uh local friends in Columbus uh kind of disband studios and home studios to be honest it, <laughs> you know how it goes it wasn't really uh the bedroom I, studio y'all i mean you know that's where the the most magic happens the to best be honest music in a bedroom made. studio <laughs> absolutely uh i had a lot of fun uh recording the tracks on that on that album uh, that EP is a really good one. Anyone that hasn't had it hasn't had a chance to hear it, we're gonna play some songs off of it. Also, like I said, head to his DutchWilliamsMusic.bandcamp.com. Check out that Alleyway EP that he's got on there. Where are you originally from, my man? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Born and raised. Uh, pretty much been living in the Columbus area uh, my entire life. So haven't haven't ventured too far outside of the Ohio borders um you Buckeyes fan oh yeah big time went to uh went to school there that's that's my alma mater so uh go Bucks uh <laughs> are you one of those fans are you, I, one you of know those guys I mean of course you know I, I was born and raised uh you know watching watching football with with my dad and whatnot so yeah I, I I'm a diehard Bucks fan but I, I don't like to 
I don't like to take it too far or uh, or be disrespectful to anybody or anything like that. But I uh, didn't think so. I mean, I heard you married a. <laughs> I heard you married a Wolverines fan. Yes, and she's she's probably listening right now, smiling. But yes, uh, my wife is a a huge Michigan fan, and uh, her family is. They're from Toledo. So we we actually have a lot of fun with it. It's it's uh it's a good healthy rivalry, especially you know while we're winning. So <laughs> awesome, man! Awesome. No, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> so um you know, I I listen to your music and and really uh my favorite part of it, I guess. I mean your strongness, I, that voice. I love your voice, man, oh, and you. and just your sound. Uh, I've always been into music. Have you always been? kind of trying to make music or perform or something yeah yeah i i always have uh have liked singing for whatever reason ever since i was a a young kid i guess there's video out there of me in preschool just uh doing some turkey in the straw song action (laughs) and just out just just screaming it over all of the other kids just i guess being a ham when i was young but uh I don't know, I got into, you know, honestly, singing was a passion of mine, but I kind of learned some technical stuff, I guess, by joining the choir, and I I did stuff like that throughout middle school and high school, and I I wasn't necessarily maybe the best when I was younger or whatever, but uh, it, it taught me how to actually sing correctly and you know, laid a foundation. Sure, something like that. Did you ever have actual lessons? Uh, yeah, I've taken voice lessons throughout the years. I, I currently don't take them now, but uh, yes, I, I've taken lessons. Was it like as a child, like kind of thing, um, as a kid, or yeah? Or I think when I was. You... I think I was a teenager, maybe you know, sixteen, seventeen, getting into my first couple of rock bands and taking vocal lessons, singing in a choir. Uh, stuff like that. So, um, was music like a big part of, you know, kind of your family life too? Was it, was that all always around? Well, well, yeah, I, you know, I have to credit my mom a lot for, uh, my musical abilities or talents or whatever you want to call it. She, she actually helped me to learn how to play the guitar, has always probably been my biggest supporter, and uh, her side of the family is all very musically inclined, and, um, you know, I, I guess that's that's probably where I get the, the whole song and dance from. <laughs> well, right on, what kind of, like, um, was she, was she blasting her tunes, you know, singing to you as a, as a kid? Uh, she, 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 yeah, yeah, music was always on as I was a... A kid growing up my parents are both very much into uh into music big uh rock and roll fans so i grew up on classic rock you know my whole life and then hearing all the all the hits and all the uh all the good ones uh but but she she would also sit down and uh you know play the classical guitar play the guitar uh sing songs uh of her own and uh you know that was inspiring uh, as a kid, my, my parents had some friends, actually, who were in bands and acoustic duos and stuff that I saw uh, when I was young that kind of inspired me to do those kinds of things mm-hmm. when I got older. So they were a big part of it, to be honest, yeah. Right on. That's awesome. I, so 
that's really cool. Your your mom was playing and uh, writing her own songs and and playing some songs around the house growing up. Oh sure, yeah. And her her mom had taught her, um, so it it kind of goes back a couple generations. And uh, yeah, hopefully someday. Maybe I'll pass it on. Uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, that's kind of how it all got started. Right on. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, by the time you were done, um, you know, getting out of high school, you're graduating, uh, you're around 17 or 18, you've been taking the voice lessons, you were saying. Um, is is that when you kind of immediately, did you immediately like start a band at all? Or did, did that take something else to happen before? that started uh well i was uh very interested in in being in a band and i had some some good friends that i grew up with in high school that were uh you know talented uh in their own right at instruments bass guitar drums you know and, and we were friends so that helped uh so we we formed a a band and uh that was really good to um kind of get your feet wet with this whole business and uh, the highs and lows of being a a young I don't know a, a teenager in a in a rock band and, and I don't know uh, if you said it maybe I missed it just there but what was the name of the band uh, the the band name was was Fuse um, it was actually funny because we spelled it with a ph and uh, <laughs> people thought we were a fish cover band or <laughs> or whatever but I I don't know why we just didn't go with the f u s e right away. Uh, looking back, that probably would have been a lot cooler, but whatever. At the time, that's what we were into. We went with the PHUSE, and it was a, it was a good experience. Uh, got a lot of my first kind of stage presence. We were, I guess you could classify us into maybe a kind of a California style uh, rock, uh, I guess rock band. Um, we were inspired a lot by Incubus and Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff like that. So it was, it was a growing experience for all of us. I were think. you all, were you, uh, playing any instruments in there or were you just the lead singer? No, at that time I was just fronting the band and, uh, just, uh, just did vocals for, for Fuse. Where were you guys all playing around? Uh, well, we did, we did everything, um, uh, basically in the central Ohio area and we actually had some some pretty decent success here in Athens. Um, uh, we we played at the the old Blue Gator quite a bit. Got Blue a Gator. chance to yeah, you you know that spot. So got you guys a, were kind of like a house band there, sort of in a way, right? I mean, um, you guys were playing a lot of shows there, weren't you? Yeah, we we played there quite often. We got a chance to play with some some pretty decent acts, uh, some much bigger acts than us, opening shows for. Um, I think we, yeah, we opened a show for Acoustacuco while they were in town, and you know, I, I believe, uh, Mo maybe we opened for, I, I'm not sure, I, it's been a long time, I know we did with Hookah, but we, we were around some really good musicians uh -huh. at that, uh, well, You were that saying bar. that was kind of like, um, you know, the, the band was a good introduction, introduced you to, you said the business, kind of the music business, sure. I mean, so, th so to say it kind of like that. That sounds like already it was more than just like some friends doing a band. I mean, did it get serious at all? Were you guys already having like managers or anything? Uh, yeah, we had we had What's some the business. We had some pseudo management. I mean, the business is uh, the bullshit of plan. I guess, yeah, if that's what you want to say. Um, unfortunately, uh, music it, it it does have a certain business aspect to it. It it can go from. 
being buddies in a garage and and writing some good songs to unfortunately having unfortunate things happen and and getting mad at each other over over dumb things anybody who's been in a band probably probably knows how that goes i've been a victim (laughs) of it Uh, i'm sure you have too but uh yeah you know when anytime uh mr money you know kind of rears his ugly head there there can be some some conflict so whatever it like i said especially when you're young these are all these are all uh learning experiences i think the first time i was playing at the gator i was probably 19 years old so very naive and uh and un, un, uneducated to to the uh to the world of music that's for sure right on and just jamming out really is what you were getting into and just kind of jamming out in the athens scene and uh drunkenness oh big time (laughs) i mean (laughs) oh laying on the stage i mean you name it i mean you know those were the days though i will say where the passion was very high every show was like this is the biggest deal in the world you know this is (laughs) this is uh life or death you know and make uh, it or break it make it or break it you know we're going to the big time you know whatever well did um like you know did did the kind of because I know Athens has got a really kind of music scene and and um, a big music scene that has a following, you know, supporters that try to support the local Athens music scene. And that kind of adds a sort of um, vibration in the air when it comes to playing out at night. I mean, I think shows do feel pretty big in Athens. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because there's a high energy. Sure. Did you feel any of that just being in Athens, especially coming from... Uh, being in Columbus, you know, where I know, I'm sure you've you've played a little bit around in Columbus too. Um, I know you did multiple things, but you know, is there a? Oh, I I would definitely say so. A uh, feeling in Athens. Yeah, um, I think some of the more, I would say, high energy, uh, successful shows. I guess when I was uh, in, in that particular band, uh, probably did happen at the Blue Gator. I mean, some of the, I mean best moments of my 19 year old life happened there uh so yeah that was it was a great time uh, and, and playing shows in columbus i mean we're, we're good too we were all from that town so it wasn't like you know total disappointments but i will say you know there there was a a certain energy to uh court street and uh a a, a band that comes into this town um is certainly you know certainly can have a great night that that's for sure mm-hmm. absolutely i mean usually you know when there's music uptown people want to go see it that's part of why a lot of people are going uh, uptown to these venues and, and we're missing you guys out there there's only like fucking one venue right now or something it feels like there's like casa sure right now no one else is really playing music uh wow the, the skull's doing some things um one of the best venues in town right now is kroger actually wow <laughs> wow that sounds interesting yeah kroger opened up and they've been having local bands come <laughs> there cool. and they do this thing Good called shop while you rock uh or rock while you shop okay one of those and uh they just have bands just playing there at the at like uh near the liquor um area and they're serve well, they serve sure. there they serve at kroger's <laughs> It's becoming like a bar. Honestly, that's I, that's honestly one of the coolest things I've ever heard of. I would have loved to play a gig at Kroger. 
back in the day that would have been that would have been or anytime really i mean that's that's something you're not going to forget about so there is a new uh venue you, also in town um called uh what is it the the venue of dreams um something like that venue of dreams i believe uh they're they're on stimson and uh they've actually got afro man there tonight wow um i don't i don't know why um I mean, he does his thing, but I think the thing he got most famous for recently, he's most famous for beating the shit out of some female fan, I think, actually. <laughs> yeah. Some woman came up, and so we got Afro Man. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, hey, you know, I, I haven't heard that name in a long time, but uh, that's that's awesome. He's in town tonight. So. so the venue on Dreams on Stimson, they're trying to fill that gap, so there's, there's another venue, but uh, there's... Currently, not much places uh, to it, play right now. It's People too bad are changing that the, their ways. Sure, yeah, it's too bad that the Gator went out. That that was a good, certainly a good spot for music. The the Union, what happened there was unfortunate. I think it's coming back though. I, I absolutely, I hear, you have heard correctly. Yeah. It's coming back very soon, and it looks awesome. I don't know if you've seen. Right, any so that that'll probably have a big big bang when it uh, when it opens its doors back up. So. You know, I'm sure good things are in the future, but uh, I was just surprised that the Gator ever become something else. Or yeah, now it's the Overhang. Okay, so um, is it a venue at all, or no? they try to do something and they've tried to mess with their sound system, but they've got a, they've got you know they've got some work to do. Sure. They've got some work to do if they want to get serious. But they also, I think, um, you know, they're attracting the college crowd that's not really worried about um, a band. Right. You know, okay. They're, they're yeah. totally fine with a jukebox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's happening a lot more and more. To be honest, I you know, uh, I see that a lot, and I I would say that that's unfortunate, but uh, I guess understandable. Yeah. Uh, however, you want to look at it. I got to take a time out right now. We got uh, Graylin Summers out in the uh, crowd right now. Graylin, uh, he's a big fan of yours. He says, "What up?" He's party with you a couple times. He's missing you. Uh, says he wants to grab a beer party time call diller it's on he says <laughs> now thanks for the shout out and uh good to hear from you my friend <laughs> so um you're playing for a few years a couple years with fuse right or was it just about a year year and a half how long was it honestly it was we were a, a band for probably i would say maybe a year or two i i really it was uh yeah somewhere in that range um a kind of a kind of a uh, kind of a fast thing, fast and furious kind of burnout uh, band that uh, ri rise and fall pretty quickly. But uh, like I said, good experience. So. You always said uh, during those years when you were here, you know, there was always something that drew you to the Athens area. You always loved it down here. You, you know, you used to say, man, I would, I would love to be able to move down here for a little while and stay here or something. You know, what was it about uh, Athens in particular that was you know, pulling you here, kind of uh, making you feel at home. You know, I, I don't, I've been coming here, uh, ever since I was just, just a kid coming to visit. Um, and I guess probably maybe from being in Columbus and just how different it is here, I've always been drawn to, I don't know, kind of maybe the, I don't know, the, the woods and the, the scenery of the place. And, and, uh, I, I don't know, it's just a much different vibe um than than maybe what I'm used to I, I still love you know my home and, and where I'm from in, in my part of Ohio for sure but there's just something about here that I've always been drawn to especially artistically and, and musically it, it just kind of makes sense 
in, in this area of, of the state. Just can't put your finger on it. No, I, I guess not. I, I, I can't really describe it um, in words maybe, but it just it's always made sense to me to uh, I guess the artistic side of me likes to come out uh, when I when I'm you know in this uh, in this part of the in part of the world. I know when you were uh, coming down here to record your your EP, and we'd be sitting out on the deck drinking coffee, just looking over the pond. And... Oh yeah, those are that's that's what I'm talking about. You know, it doesn't get any better than that. You know? <laughs> so that's it made some great music. Oh yeah, I mean that's 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 how I operate, I guess, as a musician. And... Who are you playing with in Fuse? Um, well, I was in a band with. Uh, uh, Dan Dan Abdelnauer, who's from Columbus, uh, is a drummer. Um, mm-hmm. The bass player was a guy by the name of Joe Kingla, and the guitar player was uh, Eric Hall. Eric Hall, yeah. And you guys like kind of all moved down together and all got a house together. Sure, kind of yeah. like we're gonna move down together, form this band, start playing out. Right. Um, st- sort of get our feet on the ground in Athens. Well, um, what were the rest of the guys doing? Well, at the time, Eric and Dan were actually going to Hawking. Um, so we started playing. We started playing at the Gator, and, and things were just kind of, kind of taken off. I mean, you know, in our eyes, things were were awesome here. So we decided to. Uh, I, they actually the, the Blue Gator gave us some sort of deal on a on a rental home or something. <laughs> Uh, so at the time that was really huge for us. So we moved, moved here and and were able to all live together and perform at the Gator and we did some rehearsing there too. So it was all kind of a built-in package deal. The owner at the time, you know, liked us a lot and, uh, yeah, that's what I understood. Kind of like you, you know, a lot of, um, interest was put into you guys right away and it was almost, it kind of did seem, you know, I wanted to expand on that earlier when you were saying it was the business, um, cause it kind of did feel a little bit in that way. It wasn't your normal jam band the way I remembered it. Right. Like you guys were put up in a shack, the Gator like hooked you up with a sweet deal there. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody it seemed like was. Yeah. Th- there was some, there was some support. There was, uh, obviously, uh, some, some hate the other way too, but, uh, we, we, uh, you know, we had a good thing going, uh, especially for just being so, um, kind of new, um, the first kind of band that I was ever in, it might've actually almost happened a little too quickly. I, I think if I, if I would have been able to be in the position that I was in then now, I would have handled things probably a lot differently, done things a lot differently, but that's life. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have any regrets or anything like that. It was a, it was a great uh, learning experience, but uh, just it just didn't seem to uh, it just didn't seem to work out. I guess how we thought it would, or other people thought it would, or or whatever. And it just kind of kind of came and went. But it was a a great experience, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's that's really it. It was cool. I, I I enjoyed those those times coming to listen to you guys play. Uh, you guys kind of were uh, a unit in a way, sure, um, and did really mesh well together. Yeah, um, communicated well together on stage. It seemed like um, you were crushing it 
with uh, the vocals uh, back Thank then. you. I, I, I love watching you wild out on those <laughs> lead vocals, man. You get crazy sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those were the rock and roll days. Invoking the spirit of plant. Oh, big time. Of Robert. Oh, you yeah. were invoking Robert's spirit. Yeah. I think you actually always had like a... Uh, I went to one of your shows once, and you just walked away right before a show. I was like, where is he going? And like Eric or somebody said to me, he's like, well, he's going out back to drink a bottle of wine. (laughs) That's his thing. He goes out back in the alleyway before every show and drinks a full bottle of wine himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, then come out on the stage and uh, have the effects of that wine for sure. But yeah, those were the big rock and roll days for for uh, for me. I've always liked rock music um i i wanted at that time to be in a very successful rock band uh and and you know taste so i know i'll come to athens sure yeah and i'll i'll start in athens right. and i'll get big there and then we'll move on yeah yeah it, like like i said nothing nothing but love for that whole experience and all all the people that uh, <laughs> i experienced it with it was a certainly a, a great time that's awesome, man. That's really awesome. And then Eric Hall, uh, he went on to play. Uh, he was playing guitar in Red Wanting Blue, right? Yeah, I think he. I think he still is in Red Wanting Blue. And it was funny because we, when we were in Fuse, we Red Wanting Blue would come to town and also play at the Blue Gator, and uh, we would come and and watch them, and uh, you know, we we would come to their some of their shows, and for him to now be in that band is is. Uh, is is a cool thing, and you know, is he I'm, still in that band? Yeah, oh, I, th- I think I haven't so. been yeah. following. Yeah, I think he is still playing in that band. He's been with them for a while, and uh, you know, he certainly is. Uh, you know, somebody that I grew up playing with music together. Him and I, you know, did a lot of great things together musically, and uh, I, I'm very happy for him and the, the success that he's had and and he deserves it he's absolutely. a very talented very talented kid as you know oh absolutely amazing mm-hmm. i mean uh it, it's cool to think about all the great things he's gone on to do and his work with uh red wanting blue i mean i remember uh before we got serious with music and that we were still so young making uh hip-hop under the the moniker ghb we were so cool we made a rap group named ghb named after a date rape drug that's remember, how cool we were i remember that yeah. that's you know totally cool because that's what the coolest people do sure but he rocked some guitar solos yeah, on that I remember that, that. Were so yeah. amazing they yeah. weren't worth like they our music was not worthy of those guitar solos those are like the best <laughs> thing i had some people like certain people that's all i would show off i'd be like just check this out and i'd go to the songs he was in and i'd like <laughs> I, I wouldn't even, no, 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 don't listen to the song, I'd say. And I'd fast forward all the way to the guitar solo, and then I'd stop and just, just listen to this guitar. <laughs> yeah, well. That would, that would be people's introdu- introduction to GHB. Sure, yeah. Well, <laughs> Eric Hall. Yeah. He, and he, then <laughs> one night I saw him in Eyeliner on Letterman, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, I, I don't know about the Eyeliner. Maybe. I did. I saw him there. I mean, it was cute. It was awesome. I love the guy. And yeah. that was awesome. He was doing the rock and roll thing, man. I he, was like. Yeah, they you know. they went on to they did Letterman, which I'm sure was was a big thing uh, for him. I I saw it, and I was uh, very very happy to see him on there. I knew it was only a matter of time till till he'd get there. But he uh, was a rock star. Sure, yeah, oh yeah, big time. He was he was probably a a big part of the the 
success or whatever small success we had here in town uh, all those years back. But, Amazing uh, musician. Sure. Uh, eventually, though, you were like, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, I, I want to have a little bit more creative control than a, than, a, than a vocalist gets, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, things were changing as far as, I don't know, everybody's personality at the time. That's a very volatile time in life, that uh, 19 to 21-year-old range. Um, uh, my style, I guess, was changing. I'm sure other people's style was changing. Um, I, I was drawn more to, and ha I've always been drawn to kind of a, like a singer songwriter vibe, I guess. Um, I still, I still like rock and roll music and, and sometimes I wish I was still in a, in an awesome, you know, kick-ass rock band and, and maybe that'll happen again someday. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I, I just started leaning towards, I don't know. Uh, more singer-songwriter style music at the time. So, I, when you got out of Fuse, uh, when you stopped making music with them, you know, and that kind of quit, and you guys went your separate ways, you were, a you were a vocalist. Sure, yeah. That's all I knew how to do. Did you know how to play any instruments, really? No, I, I didn't know anything at that time. So, you're what? You're like, you're, you're 20, 21 years old, 19... I think I was probably about years. 22, yeah, 22. somewhere around there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've been in a band. Yeah, yeah. And you've you've been loving this life, and sure. suddenly you're like, I don't want to be with this band anymore. I'm going to go off on my own and be, what, a solo vocalist? I, right, yeah. So at that point, you know, I had to, uh, if I wanted to continue and, and do what I wanted to do, I had to learn how to do something other than just sing. You know, you can't just step up to a... A microphone and an acapella all night, you know, that's not going to fly. Well, you can, so. but... Well, I guess you could, but I don't think it would be that awesome. But uh, <laughs> maybe it would, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so so I learned how to play the guitar um, in my early 20s, mm -hmm. um, which was a big step for me, and by no means am I a, uh, a wizard guitarist, but... Um, kind of self-teaching, uh, you know, I don't know, at that time, I guess I just really had that drive, that hunger, that eye of the tiger, if you will, to <laughs> to kind of perform and perform what I wanted to do, so the, the way to do that was I had to learn how to strum something, and uh, acoustic guitar is kind of what I was always drawn to, and, you know, still to this day, you know, that's what I like to do. So. How'd you go about teaching yourself, exactly? Well, my mom played a big role in it. Actually, she taught me my, you know, first basic, uh, you know, chords, those open open chords. And from there, I realized that if you know your basic seven open chords, you know, you can play 300 songs, you know. And, <laughs> and it was just a matter of learning how to sing and strum uh, perfectly together. Um, and that took, took a lot of time, but you know, it, it was something to be honest that just kind of worked out. I, I don't know. Some people might struggle with it more than others. Uh, I, it just kind of, you know, I was just kind of able to, to, to do it, I guess. I, I mean, not to, um, uh, kind of downplay, you know, playing guitar and singing or whatever. It just was something I was able to do. I, I, I guess I was fortunate. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And so did you, um, Start by just banging out some some covers 
and trying to learn some some songs that you loved? Yeah, I think the very first song that I learned how to play was uh, Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. <laughs> now, obviously not the uh the super intricate guitar solos or anything like that but just the basic uh you know it's a three chord song just to Simple. strum that to sing the lyrics it's a song i've always loved that's an interesting i want to just stop there because uh you say that's one of the first songs you learned right yeah, yeah. so let's fast forward after we've recorded lots of music together uh i've recorded a lot of your songs i've i've played some stuff on your songs you've sang a lot on my songs and then you're coming for another studio session. And it's probably the worst studio session that we've ever had together. <laughs> yeah. um, however, a gem of Simple Man comes out of it. Yeah, yeah, that was... I like, don't think you still have ever received a copy of that Simple I've never Man. actually heard it, but we, I, mean, I, I hear it's a gem. I don't, we recorded I don't know. it, and it, it that's the best thing that came out of that session. I think we recorded three or four other songs we tried to do some weird r&b song that yeah. that oh, weekend yeah. experience in the r&b mm, i want to get on your body girl <laughs> and i want to rub you down yeah and i get I, i'm a big r&b fan we but, tried to uh, go that route we tried to go that route and, and you know maybe if we would have been more prepared I, I still feel like to be honest some of the 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 songs that i've done on dysfunctional family uh my parts in particular could actually maybe f fly into some sort of R&B, uh, I don't know, genre, I guess, some split genre. But yeah, so I, I, I have a healthy respect for all kinds of genres. and Yeah, and but we weren't trying to do <laughs> split genre. No, no. Uh -uh. Dutch version of R&B. We were seriously <laughs> trying to get the wah, you know, the wah pedal guitar sound of... Yeah. I want to get you down by the fire. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but hey, experimentation. out of that weekend comes a fucking amazing rendition of uh, the first song you ever fucking learned. Yeah, which well. That, that, that's wild for me to hear that right now because we had already recorded so much and I had never heard you play Simple Man. And then uh, one of our worst recording sessions ever, a great version of this song comes out. And I like hearing that that was the first one you you went on to. Who um, who were your favorite and are your favorite uh, singer-songwriters, uh, you know, right now, then? Who, uh, who are your faves? A couple of my favorites of all time, uh, Ray LaMontagne, mm. uh, especially at that, that time. His first record, Trouble, was uh, very played a huge, huge role in my life. Uh, you know, I wanted to be just like him, sound like him, you know, so he was a big part of, of uh, my journey, I guess, musically. Um, another huge uh, inspiration to me has been uh, Citizen Cope. Um, just love everything he's ever done, basically. I don't think the guy's ever wrote a bad song in my opinion but uh he's another guy that i think you know knows a few chords and knows how to like yeah make, so like 300 songs right so you know both of those two guys um ray lamontagne's story citizen cope's story you know i guess i kind of you know didn't model myself completely after them but you know used their journeys through music as a portal i guess for myself to if anything, they gave me confidence that, you know, what they were doing was, to me, extremely impressive. And knowing that you could do, um, you could make incredible music, um, 
by not necessarily being a jazz major in college or whatever, you know, you can, you can do your thing and just be, you know, a guy who's just hungry and who has, you know, a little bit of talent and a whole lot of inspiration and a whole lot of drive. And you can basically do whatever, you know, you can go as far as you want. So those two, those two, uh, in particular, I would say are my, my favorite musicians of all time. Awesome. And it was uh, it was really cool because you moved down here and you know you started doing the the fuse band, but we we had grown up together. I we were basically born together and mm. kind of um, you know lost connection during during our early years and kind of childhood growing up. But then I found out you were getting into music. You were doing uh, the performing thing. I was doing the recording thing, sure. and that was almost like it was kismet. You yeah, know, it was like cool. Well, let's do this. Let's let's combine. And so. Uh, we got together and just started kind of having these sessions. You know, we just come together for a weekend, and and you'd uh, bring your ideas, and and I'd hear it and figure out how we're going to record it and add to it. And we just had these awesome sessions where we kind of wrote song, half wrote songs together. You know, you coming with all these uh, lyrics and skeletons for songs, and uh, great, great, great full songs, half songs, and. Uh, started recording some stuff and that's sort of what gave birth to the alleyway EP. Sure. Um, yeah. and those were really, uh, really fun times. And you were kind of learning how to play guitar during those times, right? Yeah. It, it was a great, uh, opportunity for me. And, you know, for, I, I think, like you said, it was just meant to be for, for really the two of us where I was at in my career at the time was just, uh, learning how to write songs not all of them were were great uh it, it was uh my first time in a studio if you will you know playing an instrument absolutely and um, just like playing an instrument or or singing i mean writing music also takes practice you know oh, you got to learn how to play an instrument you got to learn how to write <clears throat> a song and that's kind of what we were doing is Right. I think it's also learning how to be a professional inside of a studio. And those those uh, sessions really, I mean, I'm sure you can recall at first, the first songs I would write or we would ever record, I would do you know, 65 takes or uh, <laughs> some, I remember you know, that. but, but I then try to block them out. Sure. But towards the end, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a one or two take deal. And if, if you don't have it, um, you don't have I, it. You don't have it. Um, but we've come. I've personally come a long way um, as a as a professional inside of a studio due to uh, a lot of those recording sessions. So that awesome. was huge for me. And then we started to kind of make the songs um, and and write the songs and create the ideas for, for your for your project that you've done. Sure. Um, and yeah. I and I love that that solo project you did. Finally, being able to get. Uh, your sound out there that you wanted to do. And uh, we're going to take a break now and listen to a couple of those songs. Uh, we got a song called Gypsy Road uh, from the Alleyway AP. Something I love about this is we made some sounds ourselves uh, sure. out of non-instruments, you know, banging on walls. And and uh, that was... This, this song actually features Eric Hall's on this Eric song. Eric Hall yeah. is on That's this right. song, yeah. And uh, we're also going to play uh, Honey. Honey, yeah. Uh, a love song, kind of a... A romantic song. Yeah, that was a bit. That was a big lyrics. one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. And uh, we're gonna come back and talk to more Dutch Williams and learn about uh, his life making music and singing and and playing that six string. 
It's live, View from the Hill. We're at www.viewfromthehill.com, and you can listen to all the music we're playing to Dutch's and more at his bandcamp, dutchwilliamsmusic.bandcamp.com. We're going to go with Gypsy Road and Honey from the Alleyway EP. We're going to be right back with Dutch Williams. Give you my 
my soul Just a sweet, gentle woman From the farms of Ohio Touch from your hand melts my heart from my chest. I will give you all I got till I ain't got nothing left. Oh, honey, I'm in love with you. And ain't no other. And all that I do, all I do for you.
What's happening? We're hanging out here with Dutch Williams live on View from the Hill at www.viewfromthehill.com. Dutch, I love those songs, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of fun. Before uh, I mentioned on a previous episode that I've uh, started learning how to play piano, but even before I was learning how to play piano, you let me get on that and uh, put some simple piano stuff and midi orchestra stuff on there and that was a lot of fun oh the honey song yeah that uh those those uh piano licks on that song actually they add a lot to the the song so i think you you did a great job with that i love hearing those songs man i mean uh they were written so long ago now that we look back on it you know a few years ago but i mean seriously some of the best times i've ever had in my life writing writing these songs yeah. with you and oh. and uh recording them with you and and stuff oh great yeah that that was that was the big the first big one that uh was like hey we're actually doing something that uh is starting to make sense and people are starting to starting to enjoy and uh that was that was a big step forward uh that song in Uh particular so and so then you got to a point where you were kind of like okay what i'm gonna do is this is my job i'm gonna make money and make a living off of playing music. Yeah. Did you find that it was easy to do that with your uh, solo stuff? Um, with your originals? Well, with my originals, no. Not at all. Not even close. <laughs> um, so what I had to do was, uh, you know, I kind of became the... Uh, a lot of restaurants and, and bars, I guess, hotels, I would play um cover songs so i i would be the the kind of solo musician guitar player uh singer kind of in the corner um playing you know everything from bob dylan tunes to jack johnson and van morrison and crowd pleasers nothing controversial type stuff while people would eat dinner and you know i would play for two or three hours um and it was good. It was a steady, steady kind of thing, I guess, for as steady as as music can be, if that makes sense. But uh, I, I did have a lot of success doing that um, by playing cover gigs as a solo artist in uh, in bars and restaurants. Were you making a living doing that? Yeah, I, I I was able to to make a living, and uh, you know, it was great. I mean. For a while, it was it was really satisfying what I what I wanted. Um, Did you notice a change in the atmosphere when you would like sneak in an original? Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, you kind of got to understand that in this um, kind of line of work, the atmosphere to begin with is not anything close to some sort of rock show or people aren't are they paying attention to you no not at all people i mean it's not that they're not paying attention they're but they're not there to see you you know you know they are there to have dinner with their families or to have a nice night out with whatever their boyfriend or girlfriend husband wife you just happen to be there and you're an added bonus to their experience at the restaurant or the hotel or Mm -hmm. or the country club or wherever it would would be right um 
and you would do well, and maybe they would like some of your songs, but they're in and out listening. They're, like I said, you're not the feature. Do you have people during those shows that come up to you or, and uh, um, you know give you praise not only on, on just your overall night, but on your originals? Like, Do you, do you ever have people come up saying, hey, who was that last one by? And you'd say, that, that was actually by me. Not really. To be honest, when I was doing this kind of work, I honestly shied away from from uh, the originals. And not shied away, but just uh, didn't really put them out there pr probably as much as I should have. Um, people who were close to me were always saying you should play an original or two, but for whatever reason, I just felt more comfortable doing what the job I was hired to do and just doing that, um, which might have been selling myself short a little bit, but uh, yeah, that, that's just how I chose to, to play So it. out of hotel... And restaurant, what's the better gig? Oh, I, I mean, they're kind of the same, to be honest. I, I wouldn't say one's better than the other. I guess it depends on what restaurant you you were at, but uh, the hotel gigs... Do you ever work for any dickhead restaurants that are just sure, like, we're, I not mean, gonna, we're not paying you? Well, yeah, and anybody who's been in, worked in a restaurant or knows anything about the restaurant business knows that... You know, it's kind of frequent that a turnover will happen, especially in management or this or that. Um, it, it can happen maybe more frequently than other jobs. But um, so sometimes you'd be dealing with one guy and a couple months later you're dealing with somebody else or, or right. whatever. So, But there, there's good and bad people in every business, I guess, or anywhere you go in the world. So... I've dealt with all kinds of different personalities, um, and would, you know that that's just how it is. Would you um, at all? You know, did was there ever a point when you were like, "Well, I got to stop doing the restaurant gigs," not stop doing them, but I got to start doing my own gigs? Well, yeah. See, see, or that's just playing a, my own songs. Right, right. So that when we're talking about these kind of gigs, what I think people should understand would be that it, this is a job and this isn't uh this isn't being a, a fun carefree you know musician who's just got no worries and dude does whatever he wants this is a four hour marathon of playing 60 to 70 songs a night songs that you may not necessarily love but that are you know crowd pleasers and songs that everyone is gonna know um so yeah, at first and for a while, it was something that was fulfilling. But as time goes on, I guess just me personally, I'm not capable of of uh, playing other people's music for a uh, for a, a living. I guess in the long term of things, it just did not seem. Um, it just didn't seem like something that I you know wanted to to continue to do forever uh mm -hmm. it's just right. i just couldn't do it really <laughs> and so did you um did you start at all um transitioning at all or trying to at least to get out there and uh play with friends at least um can i get it can can you you know do you want to play acoustic with me um do you want to play some of my originals would you go out and play any of your originals? Uh, yeah, so, you know, um, I guess, yeah, you know, we would play some originals here and there. I've tried to do some uh, kind of 
uh, acoustic night with a bunch of other people or, or whatever other artists. And, you know, those are fun and everything. Uh, I guess, you know, it's just, um, it hasn't really worked out the way that I thought it would. Just being completely honest, mm -hmm. a lot of those shows are low attendance and, you know, they, they're kind of, I, I don't want to well, I want to push you a little bit on this yeah. because, uh, you're extremely talented. Um, you're very talented. Uh, you're great show to watch. Um, love watching you perform, love having you have a little living room performance with me. I love performing, you know, together. Sure. Um, you're a talent. Yeah. Um, so what would you say exactly it was that was holding you back from being successful with your original music? Uh, I pr probably a little bit of myself, uh, probably just a little bit of impatience, uh, I don't know. I, I get very, I get very frustrated with um, the business of music. I guess uh, it, it, it there is a a a very um, unpure kind of thing to it. That there is a side of that um, that I that I've seen. Um, uh, People throughout. just wanting it for the money, sure. Or, or you know, if there, there's something that's uh, good or that they see something that's actually has you know potential or whatever it you know there, there can be some hands you know hands coming into your pockets that never really they don't really care if uh -huh. if you know what who you are or what as long as they can kind of get their their Make some money off yeah you. their thing out of it or whatever but you know that that's life in general you know I, it's not a big complaint I, I guess to be honest i just uh I, I don't know it just sometimes i i didn't really feel uh feel comfortable doing what i was doing or where i was doing it at or it wasn't mm -hmm. good enough or this or that and it just uh you know that's just kind of how it went i guess awesome uh, i really uh like like hearing this stuff uh, sure that's 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 great to know um we're sitting here with dutch williams uh he's telling us about uh you know how tough it is to put yourself out there and uh, he was doing a lot of time just, just doing what the crowd likes, just going to uh, restaurants, kind of making money easily, uh, doing his, his covers that he does and playing other people's music. But th there was just something there that, that he wasn't loving about that. You know, it was doing other people's songs and it just didn't feel right. Uh, we're going to take a minute out and uh, we want to hear some of these songs that he was doing. I, I love his voice. I love, uh, you know, the spin that he puts on, on these covers that he does. Uh, once again, a great talent. And uh, we want to hear more from him. And you can at dutchwilliamsmusic.bandcamp.com. You can also go to my page, viewfromthehill.com. And you can listen to our music uh, that he's done with the Dysfunctional Family, that he's done with me solo. And on his page, you can see uh, a couple different albums that he's got, uh, some covers he does. Uh, you can see all the hip-hop features he's been on. And you can also check out his solo EP, the Alleyway EP, uh, that he recorded around here in Ohio and uh, in my studio, uh, Pigeon Coop Studio. We're going to listen to some of these. We got Steal My Kisses. I love the twist you put on that. Give Me One Reason. 
I love that one too. Yeah, it's and Tracy uh, Chapman and Blackbird. Yeah. Uh, uh, take taking it home with Blackbird. W- were you performing with anyone on these? Was anyone like doing any guitar work while you were singing? Yeah. These? So uh, again, I, I did a, a duo stint for a long time uh, with with again Eric Hall, uh, who we discussed earlier. Him and I had a a, a nice duo set up for a while. So he he's I think he's on uh, Steal My Kisses and um uh, blackbird uh and then he went ahead and joined red wanting blue um i was then accompanied by a, another another guy that i know named joe joe rockus who is uh he he plays guitar on the tracy chapman tune the gimme one reason that that you'll hear here so um yeah so so were i they were they coming out and playing with you at these uh restaurant gigs at these yeah, money gigs yeah so i I, di- I have done some solo stuff but i always preferred to have uh an accompaniment accompanist with me uh particularly on like a lead guitar maybe not necessarily vocals maybe some slight backup vocals or something mm-hmm. but I like to play the rhythm guitar but it was nice to have uh a talent next to me who could play leads of songs uh and it was it i just thought it added to the show so i i worked uh with with two guys really some other people but really um uh eric hall and and joe joe rockus in uh, acoustic duos which they're, they're both very talented uh guitarists and and we worked we worked well together had some had some good nights so awesome well we're gonna listen to a couple of these covers here uh, first, we got a, a Ben Harper tune, Steal My Kisses, right? That's Ben Harper? Yeah, that's Ben Harper. Yeah. And uh, then Tracy Chapman, Give Me One Reason. And also, you know, Paul McCartney, The Beatles, Blackbird. Dutch, it's awesome. We're going to be back talking with Dutch. View from the Hill, www.viewfromthehill.com. All right. I pulled into Nashville, Tennessee. But you wouldn't even come around to see me. Since you're heading up to Carolina You know I'm gonna be right there behind you Cause I always have to steal my kisses from you Always have to steal my kisses from you Always have to steal my kisses from you oh, oh, I always have to steal my kisses from you Love to hear that a warm southern rain Oh, to hear it fall is the sweetest sound of thing To see it falling on your simple country dress It's like ever to me I must confess Cause I always have to steal my kisses from you Always have to steal my kisses from you Always have to steal my kiss from you. Oh, I always have to steal my kiss from you. Give me one reason 
Welcome back to View from the Hill, live at www.viewfromthehill.com. I'm chilling here with my man, Dutch Williams. How you feeling tonight, Dutch? Oh, feeling good. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Man, I, I love hearing your stuff. That that Blackbird um, cover, it, it's, it's awesome. I was posting a little bit while leading up to your show that... Um, I just started going through your music, kind of like every week before every guest comes, I start playing through their music and creating the playlist again. And each week, um, I get lost in it and almost more uh, during while putting together the playlist for years, man. I, I It's on my, I'm drinking coffee in the morning, listening to your music. You know, um, people should be listening to you more. Uh, well, I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. Uh you know, good good to be around somebody who uh, who appreciates what I've done, and that's that's certainly a uh, a good thing to hear. I appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, we kept making music, you know. Those are some of your um, those are some of your covers that you were you were doing. We were yep. telling we were telling people out there, you, you know, you wanted to make a living, so you're doing the restaurant stuff, uh, playing at little hotel lounges, bars, sure. Um, yeah. and, but you were making money. I mean, how much does a how much does a gig like that bring you in where you were playing around? Well, you know, it, it can depend. It depends on how long you play and where you play. But I mean, a good night, uh, you know, maybe four or five hundred bucks on a great night. Maybe uh, maybe seventy five to one hundred and fifty on a not so great night. So it can kind of depend. You know? And how many nights a week were you playing? Probably about three or four. Um, some 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 uh, times of the year were busier than others. Summertime was a big big busy time um st patrick's day stuff like that you could actually play multiple gigs in in one day on on big days like that but uh yeah i i would say on average um three to four three to four nights a week doing something like that but so. it was paying the bills i mean was there a point where you ever like did not have a job uh yeah so that that's what i did um i always had like a kind of a part-time part-time gig uh it actually worked out of funny story how I actually got into this is I was working at this uh kind of Irish pub uh called the old bag of nails and they would have uh, musicians and whatnot play acoustic guys and you know I told them hey I can do this and then the next thing I know I was playing at one of the restaurants every night of the week and uh and also working there for I don't know three four hours in the morning so it it was kind of an interesting living. It was actually a good time in my life. Uh, you know, just just going to work there, playing there at night, going to another one of their establishments uh, across town, and 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 playing. You know, almost every night of the week, basically for the same company. But uh, you know, it, it it was a good time. So that's kind of the. Uh... That's the life I know, kind of as a musician. Sure, you know, service yeah. industry oh, job, yeah. oh, big time. Uh, that gives you the leeway to call off whenever you want to, <laughs> right. or you know, if you miss a day of work, it's not that big of a deal because you're just a fucking server, or something. right? Oh yeah, you know, I deliver. You know, you were serving or whatever, right? You were you were doing the serve gig? prep cook, prep, prep cook. cook. Yes, I was doing delivery driver. I was <laughs> yeah. delivering pizzas, but it hey. was one of those jobs where it was like, well, fuck it, you know, I'm not coming in tonight. I got a show, and they'd be like cool with you it sounds like they it was almost a sweeter gig it was a real sweet gig i i will admit um they they treated me good there and uh yeah it, it was a it was the beginning of of how i kind of all got started with that whole 
uh, you know, two or three year run of of basically playing at uh, restaurants and hotels in the Columbus area. Um, old bag of nails, they they really did did me right. So <laughs> I I got no no complaints from them. So. And I got to give a shout out to my to my place I was delivering for too. Big shout out to Jay Shapiro who owned DP Doe. I was DP delivering Doe. for them, and yeah. Uh, yeah. he had to fucking deal with my shit all the time, just calling off. Sorry, Jay, I got a show. <laughs> Sorry, and he owns the Union Street Diner now. But when he owned DP Doe, he uh, he was really awesome with me. Let me. Uh, just call off. I've, I got to be on stage, Jay. Sorry, right. Man. Well, you know, any artist, you know, who really, you know, you're going to go through that. And uh, it's almost like a badge of honor in my, in my opinion. Like you had the, you had the shitty service job that, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you'd have to crawl into and, you know, barely were able to make it there or whatever, but, uh, you still would do what you had to do. And, you know, that's, that's the life of an up and coming artist, I suppose. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, you know, you were, you were playing these gigs, but you kept coming back and forth down to Athens all the time. So we could have these little sessions to keep, uh, you know, recording your originals. Cause you still had a voice and you still had music that, uh, you wanted to be making, um, and not, not these covers. Um, it was what you wanted to do. And, um, I loved it. Uh, still to this day, some of the, the best years of my life was when, uh, we were we were making music, and you'd come down for a weekend, and th- those times, seriously, I don't have any other way to explain it except it would just click. Sure, you know, you'd come with with one whole song, one half song, and one idea, right? And we'd walk away with three full songs that were fucking awesome, right? That oh, were yeah. just amazing, and I I loved writing with you. Um, just something about being in the middle of the woods all by ourselves <laughs> oh, yeah. writing music. That was awesome. Um, did, did you have anything that was driving the lyrics um, for a lot of your music back then and driving? Because um, there is sort of a an overall sound, if you will, quote, sound from your music. And, and the lyrics kind of have an overall theme while songs might be different. Um, so, you know, was there any inspiration or, or driving force between uh, engineering music during those years? Uh, no, I, I would probably say just what was happening at the time, you know, in my life, life experiences or... Uh, well, what was happening in your life? <laughs> well, what were those life experiences? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of working in 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 restaurants and <laughs> stuff like that. No, I, I I don't know. I guess we would have to go and and talk about a song in particular for me to explain it. But uh, Aaron, honestly, uh, you know, my, my wife played a big part in in, uh, in in a lot of the songs that I wrote. Um, my family, uh, my friends, where I come from, that, that all, um, stemmed, uh, you can hear that definitely in your music. I mean, there's a lot of family, a lot of home. I mean, you talk about singing in front of Ohio crowds, sure. um, you know, you, you, you talk about the blonde headed lady in your life uh, right. a little bit in there. Um, you know, you talk about the woman from the, from the Ohio, right. Um, oh yeah. You know, and and oh yeah, she she's been a huge inspiration for me. Uh, Ohio in general has been a huge inspiration for me. Uh, you know, a lot of the experiences musically I've had come back to come make their way into a song somehow. Um, so 
you know, I'm 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 blessed to have, uh, you know, great uh, supporting cast around me and people who allow me to do what I you know like to do and do music. Um, not everybody has that in their lives or, or people who support them. And, you know, for me, that's, that's been huge. And, uh, you know, I, I'm certainly thankful to all those people. So, uh, they, they make their way into my songs for sure. So I got to ask you, um, and, and a lot of musicians, I don't know myself, at least I don't, I don't necessarily like getting this question, but what's, do you have a favorite song? that you've ever written uh i'm i'm still i'm still holding out to to find the the favorite song i've ever written i, I don't think i've wrote it yet but um yeah I, i've wrote a lot of a lot of ones that i that i like and and some that I, you know were um songs that were more learning experience type songs but uh to, to say i have a, a favorite one out of all of them I, I don't think i could could pinpoint one of those no all right, that's all right. <laughs> you know, you don't have to have a favorite. There's maybe. been a lot of different varieties of songs too. I mean, we've done everything from <laughs> from rock to 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 blues to I think we did like a Bob yeah. Dylan session one and time and different versions too. Oh yeah, I was listening to a lot of the songs and remembering like, oh, remember the weird ass vocal. <laughs> thing that we had on this song it was weird yeah i mean i honestly you yelling oh like, yeah <laughs> I, I think the the work that that i did on on your songs also that was a whole different uh you know new kind of adventure musically for me and to 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 work on some hip-hop stuff and we're i definitely ab- absolutely about loved that. it yeah. absolutely yeah those were great times too because those kind of just uh, you know, flowed flowed from what we were doing. You know, you coming down and and, and writing your project, uh, creating your your baby, uh, kind of just flowed right into our stuff. And we'll definitely talk about that. Um, you had some some different people then start coming to join you. Uh, you know, Eric Hall, he did play a big part in uh, the beginning of your music. He was playing uh, in your originals, um, the, those ones we heard. But then you, you had some other guys, too, uh, come. And I remember having some great times in my studio um, with some other guys. You were saying uh, uh, Rockus, Joe Rockus. Yeah. I mean, he came in. And uh, and also uh, another one of your friends, another Dan, came down, too, right? Yeah. Well, Dan Mickelson came. Uh, he's a northern Ohio guy uh, from the Bowling Green, Perrysburg area, uh, guitarist. Um, some, of, some of the songs, actually, that... He did. I I will say are, are some of my favorite tunes. Um, they were some of the best times recording I've <laughs> yeah. ever had. I mean, he uh, he act, he came into Athens like a uh, like a tornado and just laid down some some <laughs> unbelievable uh, guitar and. You know, it was just one of those moments in time that it just worked out. Well, I remember when you came down. You know, for, first of all. The guy, like the the gracious guest that he is, <laughs> to bring an offering, <laughs> brought some corn, just ears of corn. Well, that's that. not how it went. It went that we were going to go to the store <laughs> and get some, and get some food, <laughs> and I think get some supplies said, or some, some supplies. And when you're talking about some mid twenties kids making some music over the weekend, you're thinking like Doritos and whatever. <laughs> uh he he brings back some 
some ears of corn. Yep. And, I brought which was corn. cool. It was, it was awesome. Great. You know, it was and, and just it was, it was just your comment though that was like, you know, dude, you know, who brings some corn? It, but it, I mean, it was just totally like he just brought these not even bagged, and that's like it. That's all he got brought too, kind of. I mean, you know, some beer was brought and some other things. He's like, I brought corn. And I was like, that's Dude. great. We're going to eat the shit out of that well, corn. But that's we ate, I think we did. We oh, smashed it we pretty smashed hard. And it ended up being like a great thing. But yeah, I guess that was our mindset as well at the time. Just and then maybe he, he comes, was ahead of the curve of us. You know? <laughs> he was. I mean, now I would, I mean, I would think that that was the best offering ever. A musician could bring to my studio with some food, like some good corn. Right. You know, like I thought it was some the vegetables. Hilarious some... Thing. I mean, he's like coddling it. <laughs> Full arms, not in a bag, like I said, just arms full of ears of corn. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Uh, my name's Dan. Uh, never met you before. Brought, brought you some corn, though. I'm ready to get down. <laughs> and get down he did. He, uh, the, he crushed it that weekend. Dan, and I love you, brother. Some of the best, uh, some of the best guitar playing I think I've ever heard in my life. He so. made me a little clay pot too that I still have. Yeah, you know that's the kind of you know he's a he, he's he's a he's a good guy like that. You know he's uh, somebody who's who's grateful and you know and is wanting to to uh, to do cool stuff like that. But Absolutely. it was just a funny story <laughs> from the studio. Something I'll never forget. So then we're, we're working on your baby too because another uh, story I remember from that session is that, you know, we're working on your songs. You know, these are these are your creations. And uh, we got Dan playing, playing guitar and we just can't get it right. <laughs> I think part of the reason we couldn't get it right was because you were just lingering. In oh, there. yeah. I was lingering hard back in those days. I was pretty intense. I, I I will fully admit I, I I am not the easiest guy in the world to work with. Uh, <laughs> most musicians aren't, and especially perfectionists, I guess. Whatever, you know. Yeah, I I uh, I was lingering hard. I remember, and, and just kind of probably creating some sort of a yeah, negative were, energy. And you, you were this weird oh, golem yeah. character <laughs> that was just in the corner. Kept making remarks about every single note that was played. Yeah, eh. you know. What'd was, you think about that, T? Right. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That could have. Uh, I'm not saying it was bad. Was your response? Yeah. Finally, I just said, "Get the fuck out of here." Right. Go, well, that was the smartest something. thing, and you know, honestly, I think Dan was able to uh, relax a little bit. I think move. he was too. Me and Dan had a couple hours, and we had an awesome oh. time together. And yeah. uh, came out with some of uh, the best guitar I've ever I've ever personally recorded in my little you know at the time bedroom studio that I had sectioned up. I mean you know I had a built-in mic booth and oh, a separate a room. It was awesome. It, yeah, it was good. I was still kind of calling it a bedroom studio though, sure. but it was a step up. Yeah, uh, but that was some of the best guitar into a song I had ever recorded, and in, and in weird ways. I mean we mic'd it with a couple different microphones to get a sound, and me and him just hung out and locked you out of the room. Well, yeah, that was probably a, a smart move. It probably um, was. And, <laughs> and it worked out, yeah, because it, it, it was some really good material uh, that to this day people hear it, and they just, wow, who is that on the guitar? And, <laughs> you know, he he, uh, he absolutely demolished it that, that weekend. So It was a good one. Um, 
So we're going to listen to a couple of these songs. You know, it, it kind of got more up up tempo. You went from a point where you were coming by yourself to do solo stuff, um, but you wanted to add a little bit more spice to it. Um, so you were bringing, bringing players with you. So we're going to play uh, one of the tracks we did in the city, and that's with... Uh, uh, a Dan got on that. Yeah, that's a blues tune, and that's a uh, it's a it's blues blues song that, uh, yeah, Dan Mickelson uh, featured on the the lead guitar, and he he does a excellent job. It's, this is a great tune. I actually haven't heard it in a long time. Be good to hear it again. And uh, we also uh, recorded Easy Lead, but I don't think that was with him. That was with Eric still. No, was Easy that? Lead was Dan. Dan was was on Easy Lead. Uh, the other track that he did was. Uh, uh the river. the river we're gonna listen to that too uh, a little bit later because uh, those are some of the best songs that i ever recorded at least rock and roll songs blues songs those are some great things so right now we're gonna listen to in the city uh dutch williams it's on his alleyway ep and also easy lead uh both with uh both with his boys coming down laying a little bit of awesome dan laying down that awesome shout guitar. out to dan mickelson dan hell, of a, hell of a job dude <laughs> that was a really great session. I hope you guys enjoy these two. In the City, Easy Lead, you can hear them on the Alleyway EP at Dutch's page at dutchwilliamsmusic.bandcamp.com. Live view from the hill. We're going to be back with more from Dutch after this. I want to get so
We're here with Dutch Williams on View from the Hill, www.viewfromthehill.com. Dutch, those were, uh, those were some awesome songs. It was almost like you're kicking it up a notch uh, when you started writing those songs. It was no more just like you and a guitar. It was you and a guitar and some other people doing a little bit of drummy, drummy action, some other people doing some more intense uh, guitar solos. That was that was hot. Was yeah, good. yeah, that was a you know just a step in the progression of uh, just kind of trying to take it to the next level, adding a little excitement to the songs and up a little bit more upbeat stuff. So you know, I, I've always tried to expand and and do different stuff, and that was just uh, that was part of it. That was a big success. So I always listen to those songs and think like this should be on the radio. <laughs> This needs to well, be it just was on the radio, right? <laughs> yeah, it just was. That's right. I made that happen. Yeah. And thinking about how, you know, speaking about how you were saying that, you know, you like to expand, you like to try different things. Uh, this kind of flowed perfectly. And I mean, I, I was really making music too and doing our thing. Uh, Schwartz and I doing the dysfunctional family. And, uh, you know, we had to have that hook master. Sure. And you were right there to be just the hook master and it was almost like second nature to come into some of our hip-hop songs because it wasn't you know we don't do uh you know we're not we're not two chains lil wayne rap we we've got sort of that appalachian hip-hop feel so it kind of felt like it really fit in to doing the things i think the first song you did with us was the ohio song yeah that was the first one and that was kind of the the dipping my toes into the water of just uh you know being the vocalist for like you said like the hook and it was a good experience uh and that was just like dipping your toes because you had just like a real quick hook right yeah it wasn't a big feature part but i mean it was uh it was still a great experience and um honestly it was nice to not have to write the entire song or whatever (laughs) you actually had the words ready for me and really all i had to do was kind of perform it and it was really fun actually it was like for that ohio one we had the words already written yeah that that one yeah you did um the first experience here with with any kind of hip-hop or with this funk family was singing the the chorus to ohio and it was a, a a breath of fresh air i guess to just be like oh so you know i gotta just go into this you know the the booth and Eight bars. Just do this eight bar hook and we're done. You know, it's not like some marathon weekend of pressure and pain and this is suffering. It. And yeah, no, this is just, it. Yeah, just this is it. Nice and easy. And, and honestly, it just, just fun, really. It's, I think around that time, too, was really, too, when, uh, you know, obviously already the RB stars like, you know, JT Lake, Timberlake had already, you know, hooked up with Timberland. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know there was that hip hop and R and B feel, and you've always been like our little Timberlake kind of like you're not really there, you know. <laughs> you, sure, you, you were you were more the Ray Montaigne, you know. You yeah. like those guys, but you were our Timberlake. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I guess I, I guess I'm a man of of many uh, disguises and and uh, and many phases as oh. well. So I, I I can you know, but I, I actually pride myself in that to be honest that I can uh, step up. Uh, musically and kind of give give you whatever you need really what what do you want you want uh, you know some slow sad acoustic stuff some rock some blues uh, sing some hooks on hip-hop 
to me, that that is being uh, well-rounded, something I've always strived to be. So the dysfunk stuff um, was actually something that I love to do, and it was just a, a huge kind of feather in my cap, I guess. I think uh, something that is kind of ridiculous that's never happened, though, is we've we've kind of been studio musicians together in that. And it's probably my fault, but more than yours, but we've never really performed live together. You came to one shit show uh, and performed with us in, in uh, Yellow Springs. Yeah. Um, and that was ridiculous. But other than that, you've never really performed with us. You're in so many songs <laughs> with us, but you never performed with us. You guys out there, if you ever catch a dysfunct show, you're going to have to try to figure out if you can pick the ones that are supposed to be Dutch in them. Because I do a lot of the singing. Schwartz and I figure out different courses to do while Dutch, you know, is singing in the background. You can hear pre-recorded Dutch in there. But you'll have to do a little like, oh, there, there's a Dutch song. And you'll hear Ohio now and you go, oh, yeah, that's Dutch. And Feel Good, everyone knows that. That was a good one. You did come and perform for Feel Good, actually. Yeah. You know, when that, we did the video for that. Yeah, that was, that was a great time. That was um, a killer time. Up on, I think it was... If Kentucky Gary is out there, he's going to have to help Kentucky me with the Gary, address. Oh, yeah. I think it was like 168 or 164 North Congress. Fucking crazy house party that we had. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Go to YouTube right now, anyone listening. <laughs> search for Dysfunctional Family. Feel good. Watch it. Thank me later. Enjoy the rest of your night when you do that. Yeah. Okay, that is a fucking great video. Once again, I, I keep saying, best times of my life. That was one of the best times oh, of my life. Me too. I mean, that, that was that a fun-ass night. That was a great night. Um, and we didn't, you know, we weren't really in the party. We performed yeah. all night. Right. And then we left. And, you know, the video that got made out of that, that night at that party was really professional. I mean, that was... I, obviously the most professional video i've i've ever been in and uh really enjoyed it it was just really totally. great time so. two things i gotta say i got called out by an audience member who's chatting in live that was on north lancaster street not north, north congress okay. i'm an idiot for that i think it was 168 north lancaster point number two i gotta make shout out to max rodriguez uh, doing awesome video work he's the one who shot the video for that feel good he did it all himself um, came in and did amazing work. Um, and he's done a few videos for MC Schwartz, uh, since then. Um, you can go check out those also, uh, all on MC Schwartz's YouTube. And, uh, yeah, Max Rodriguez doing awesome stuff. Yeah. He was a cool guy to work I'm, with. I'm humbled that I'm in a video like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, uh, that, you know, that was a pro step. I, I mean, I thought that, that the song was uh was written well enough that it deserved something to that you know uh level i it got three thousand views in a weekend almost yeah or a, or a week and you know it's only three thousand but i thought i was famous yeah I, yeah sure I, I that's the most views i've ever had i guess yeah. I, I don't you know whatever but uh yeah, that was just an awesome time, and, just and everyone a, dressed up in seventies. Oh yeah, more important, just just a great, just a great song. You know, just a good song all the way around from all the guys in it. Uh, love everybody's part. So, and all the people who showed up that night to to support that song. I mean, awesome, 
awesome. Definitely. I mean, that's why they were there too. They weren't there for a party. Right. Everyone yeah. who came to that party was there for the video. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, that was just as much of a a role as you know the the people singing the song or rapping or whatever DJing. It was it was everybody kind of a collective effort. Yeah, a huge role. I mean, you cool. go other places, you know, and you go to parties, and that's once again what I'm talking about. Sort of the the vibration in the air, the feeling that you get. There, there is a support that Athens has for local music. Like I'm saying, you know, you got college kids in a college town and they want to go party and they want to be at a party, but everyone there that night, I mean, obviously was there for the fucking party because it was a badass one, but <laughs> Huge they <party>. were there <laughs> for the music, for, to be in that video, to be a part of that video. Uh, and, you know, they've moved on and they're doing new things, but I think they're always going to be a, a Dutch Williams and dysfunctional family fan. Uh, always. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, it was a great night. Uh, did you did you ever think you know when you were seventeen doing your voice lessons being in choir um, <laughs> that later you'd go through those crazy fuse years and then be like singing in a Athens Ohio rap group? Uh, I mean, I I guess no, but you know, I'm not surprised that any of it happened either. Um, <clears throat> I remember somebody very close to me, uh, somebody who I have a tremendous amount of respect for in music telling me that the best, uh, musicians are ones that can kind of throw their hat into any kind of ring, whatever your poison is, whether you're a bass player, a singer, a guitarist, a drummer, uh, if you're able to kind of branch out and do different styles and, and, and can do them successfully, then then you you've accomplished something as a musician, whether whether or not anybody knows you or not or whatever. If if you're able to step in and and to be able to do those kind of things, then then you're doing something correct, and I, that's what I've always strived to do. And so, to be honest, doing a bunch of different styles and a bunch of different experiences, and and some of them good, some of them bad, some of them awesome, um, you know. I, I, I'm actually, uh, that was kind of my goal when I first started out was to do a bunch of different styles and trials and tribulations. And I think I've somewhat accomplished that. I don't think I'm done yet, but you know, I've somewhat accomplished it and I'm, I'm proud of it. So I, I guess I'm not shocked that it happened though. No. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Um, I got to ask you, man, performing music or just recording and writing songs? What do you prefer? Yeah, I, I like the process of being um, in a studio and recording songs. Now, that, that can go uh, two different ways. I mean, one great night by performing can be a, a, a rush for that, that one night, those couple hours, you know, you meet some cool people or whatever may happen that, that night, and those can be great times, but I, I do enjoy kind of the process uh, of being in the studio with the right people at the right time in the right situation. So that, 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 <laughs> that sounds that's a, very specific. Well, it is very specific. And, and I mean, you know me well enough to know that I'm a very specific kind of person. <laughs> but if any of those things are off, then the, I do not enjoy the recording process whatsoever. And it can actually go the total opposite way and be 
So how was recording with me? Well, you know, there's a reason why I, I would keep coming back to you is because, you know, a lot of the times it's not, uh, it's not the, the where, you know, or, or could I go to some multi-million dollar studio or some big established place and work with some engineer that I have no idea who they are and they don't really care about my music. They're just doing this for a paycheck and I'm paying them and that's it. And, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, that's an experience that I'm sure I'll have in the future as well. But there is something to be said about being able to record with somebody who not only knows what they're doing, but also can tell you uh, straight up good and bad uh, what their opinion is and they actually deeply care about what is happening and it's just more of a genuine life experience i guess for me to work with individuals and people who actually care about what i'm doing and and have that i have a certain vibe with that that happens in life you meet people where you just connect with them you meet people who you do not connect with and obviously with a thing as uh, precious and kind of, uh, I don't know, hard to construct as music goes, you, you need to have those types of people around you when you're trying to do something creative or artistic. It's, I think, the most number one important thing um, that goes into that process. And you are certainly one of those individuals that has always kind of brought out the best in me and, uh, you know, that's, that's who I prefer to work with. Well, I have to say, when I first asked that question, I was looking for a teeny tiny little ego boost. <laughs> I have a chubby now. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm kind of turned on. Yeah, well, you know, you know, you, sh I, you know, like I said, that that's that stuff's important, and uh, I, I appreciate everything that you've done for me, man. I mean, it's been fucking great. Um, like I've been saying, some of the best years of my life. I mean, uh, just going uptown when you when you came to some of the GTAA shows, uh, we had a wild night at the Union, um, <laughs> Grand Theft Audio, yeah. and Dutch Williams. Together at last. That night was wild. All the times you came down to my studio uh, and 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 let me help write with you, let me help record what you had already written, uh, just let me be a part of of uh, you know your your experience while you were trying to you know put something out there and make music. I I, I thank you for that. I love that, um, and I love that you were on some dysfunk songs because. You made them hot. Yeah, they were yep. good tunes. Yep. There, but, there's no doubt about that. I mean, when you got on my solo album too, I was like, so no one featured on that album except you. Sure. I was like, Dutch Williams has got to be on that album. Yeah. And you put the shining little bells on oh, it on yeah. Natural. We were cocky as fuck. Oh, natural. real cocky, you know. But you know, that's kind of the genre that you're in. You can't go into that genre timid or or afraid to to kind of let it all hang out i no, guess you admit your downplays but you really up talk 
what you're good at. Sure, yeah. I mean that, and that was an, ex- you know, that was that's also- all natural. We let everyone know what we're good at. Oh yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's nothing wrong. You know, what's wrong with being being confident? I guess. I mean, but- you you never had to work that hard to sound like this. No, or huh? move like this. And I mean, you're a natural. It was, yeah. It it was a good time. Very <laughs> cocky, though. You're right. But but you know, I I love that song, and uh, I and more importantly, I I loved making that song. So it was it was cool. Absolutely. Like I said, the the craziest thing too, Athens, Ohio, southeastern Ohio, Appalachia, making hip hop, lyrics being written while we're looking over a pond in the middle of the woods drinking coffee, and then we come out with bangers <laughs> in a place called Pigeon Coop Studio. Yeah. This is Athens, Ohio. This is hip-hop. This is actually Dutch Williams on View From The Hill, www.viewfromthehill.com. You can listen to an album of covers. You can listen to an album of all the features he's been in on our hip-hop shop, and you can listen to an, his album, The Alleyway EP, at dutchwilliamsmusic.bandcamp.com. We're going to listen to some of the stuff that he's done on uh, some disfunk stuff. Uh, my solo album, Hidden in Lyrics. Um, we got Ohio. Anyone who's listening to the show now that's ever been to any disfunk shows, you've probably heard that one. We've also got Feel Good, the song we've been talking about. Hell of a party. And we've got Natural, the other one we've been talking about. That's also on my solo album. Uh, hidden in lyrics. We're going to listen to this. Feel Good, Ohio, and Natural. Ohio actually on the Dysfunctional Family Reunion. Or The Feud. I forget where it is. You better go to dysfunctionalfamily.bandcamp.com and figure it out. We're going to be back with Dutch Williams after this. Let's have a crazy time. This, this, is, this is something, man. This is... This is our generation, man. All you people, we're all together, man. It's groovy. And dig yourselves, because it's really groovy. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to revive an ancient tradition we seem to have long forgotten. I'm talking about something that we used to do every Saturday night as a matter of principle. Here's a hint. Legions of hand-stamped meatheads and co-ed naked lacrosse t-shirts power-chugging watered-down Meister Chow regurgitating on the glue-matted floors. Tim like temperatures? Fights with town, these lines of drunken people waiting for the bathroom. Wait a second. You guys are talking about a party. Sometimes I can act like an asshole when I'm smoking weed, drinking liquor by the glass full. Looking shorty over there, acting kind of bashful, knowing that she need a spanking like a little rascal. <laughs> I just came out to have fun and mess up my mind if I ever really had one. Get this shit popping like a goddamn cap gun. Want another beer? Go on, son. Grab one. I just want to hear something I can dance to, take a chance to, make a little romance to, something I can smoke to, have a drink to, and go and do some dumb shit I don't want to think through. Stop, you got the right to groove, you can do whatever the hell you like to do, I write the truth, and truth is tonight we cruise, get the party blowing up Dutch, light the fuse. Well, I'm a casual mice 
spits so dapper on tracks Don't be mad at all the girlies got attracted so fast When I blast off the Cape Canaveral arrest The past tense of my past times matter of fact I'm just Emerson the Ginger, it's a name you should remember Well, I'm at the party sipping Jameson and Ginger Ale And on the dance floor with the skateboard A fly pink blazer and a tan fedora I smell better than you, not a scent that I wear It's my pheromone zones and you won't compare You wanna battle my flows? Well, you best beware Play dead snotty nose, I'm a grizzly bear But we're having a ball, no country for old beef Hot step to the mic, no time for cold feet Back in Ohio, ever since I touched Philly Rolling it up with Dysfunk Fam and Dutch Willie <laughs> Such is life, I write a verse and kick back Relax, might roll a zip, might throw a fifth back But this the six six pack that I done tip back uh-huh. She wanna chit chat, shit I'm trying to get back uh-huh. To the crib, got a tits and a fist pack Moments away from breaking her off like a Kit Kat They bit raps and never kicked the math I'm sick, writing all my rhymes on prescription pads Addiction has its grip on you, listen fast You gotta bridge some gaps when you kick them raps Come on Market is flooded with every crab in the bucket. They either swagging or thugging, but they just bragging they nothing. I think they fags and they frontin', but I'm just playing, not hating. I was just trying to say what everybody else was thinking. Get lifted, spark that L, heart as nails where the hearts don't fail from 
Cleveland to Athens, maze go reap and cheap and then pass and leave them in ashes, scheming and laughing while I'm deeping and mashing. Oh, no face, hi yo, I know my soul will reside with hip hop in Ohio. Let's go. From the Yoda Cleave, where they hope LeBron don't leave. From Toledo down to Athens, where they blow the best green. Cincinnati to Columbus, a number of motherfuckers been bumping they fist to this shit. Cause this here is where it come from. Conundrums and quagmires inspired this rapid fire. Probably be working for steel if all the mills didn't expire. Probably be worth it to steal if all the stores wasn't closed. Probably be serving them still if that was the life I chose. But also, Youngstown, I start my verses with yo. And in my personal opinion, got a thirst to my flow. It take the Great Lakes to quench. Not hating on your state, but since we vote casinos in, it's only right I raise the stakes. Make no But don't say to my face that I'm wasting my days Cause man, I travel the world and know that I love that But every time I left home, I wanted to come back And every time I come back, I wanna just get high It's easier to find weed than trying to get by in my town Yeah, you get how it feels to see half of your friends all get addicted to pills So I write for them, spit on a mic for them Sandra William and Allison, I fight for them And Jeffrey Glenn Miller, he knew his life could end But they were on the front Lines and I'm right with them in either Cleveland, Ashland, Youngstown, or Akron. Any given day, I'm uptown in Athens. O-H-I-O, the place where I roam. And I know all my life, I'll call it my home. What your mama expected I'll have her back by midnight Mama just watch When she turns her back I'll turn back the clock And your daddy hates me He's mad that he ate me Cause I act now Like he acted back in the 80s Who me? I'm the one you wanting to see Your friends all jealous of you You running with me So what you drinking on? Man any drink will do Bartender gave me two Cause she thinks I'm cute I think yes will be easy Only reason to be So don't blink Or your girl should be leaving with me And what you trying to do? Go to the after party Not cause I want to But cause I have to party you wanna fuck girl, I wanna fuck you too And wake up in the morning like who the fuck are you? i 
kitchen dog getting hit from a dime And that's a ten playboy, you lay in bed with a five I feel so good, damn I look so good Got a chick with a fine ass that cooks so good I hate talking on the phone, but girl you can text me In the dictionary, I'm the definition of sexy Bust through the door and I'm the life of the party You brag about your huffy while I'm riding a Harley 120 on the highway, riding the clutch Getting late in her car, she's driving me nuts We go above and beyond, you gotta stop and look Tell Dutch to break a leg, he cuts off his foot I'll spit a six Drops the hook. Cause I ain't never. I'm hanging out here live with Dutch Williams. That was the stuff he did uh, on the Dysfunctional Families tunes and on, uh, you know, one of my solo tracks. Uh, I kind of fucked that shit up at the at before we took it away for the music. So I want to clear that up. First, we had Feel Good. That's off the Dysfunctional Family Reunion. Uh, that was the third album that we put out. And then after that was Ohio, and that was on the Dysfunctional Family Feud. So that's taken a step back. Uh, that was on the Dysfunctional Family's second album. And then we had Natural, uh, and that was on my solo album. So we're taking then a couple steps forward out of 2013, but all those hot. Uh, we go with Feel Good, and we were, getting, we were getting pretty cocky on that one. We were just having a fun time. That was a fun video like i said i mean just a really good night and we were kind of in there and out of there we went in we partied we performed and we left and uh boom everyone there to support it ohio was the first one you kind of got on with us like you were saying you uh came in i handed you the lyrics yeah and you're like whoa okay yeah so we can do it this way all right so that was the first uh, well. introduction he had, uh, getting on some of the hip hop stuff, and then natural. We got a little, we we took the cockiness and we we kind of <laughs> amped it up a little bit. Just turned up the heat, and we we're like, we want the cockiness that we had in feel good times seven. Right, turn up the heat, take it to eleven. Turn up the heat. O h i o, what up, D Jones in the house? He says, what up. Uh, D. Jones. D. Jones was Ooh. on the song Ohio that Dutch was on. Talented uh, dude, D. Jones. D. Jones, we love you. D. Jones is going to be on the April 30th episode. Make sure to turn in www.viewfromthehill.com. April 30th, we're going to have D. Jones on here, and he's going to talk about a lot of stuff that he's been doing. Not only his music that he made, but also uh, the, the video work and movies he's been making. And that's going to be a really fun episode. Oh, yeah. Dutch, it's been awesome. Yeah, it's been a great time. Been a great time. You got uh, you got some some tunes you wanted to play, maybe? Yeah, for I us? mean, you know, I think it'd be kind of, you know, let's maybe I'll play a play a song or two here. Uh, just kind of in the studio with you, just a acoustic run at it or two, you know. We love that. We love that. We had uh, episode two, Emerson B. He performed live for us. Episode four, I think it was maybe three. 
Yeah, episode three, Michael Retushin performed live from us. Really great performance. Episode six, Dutch Williams live. He's got the Alleyway EP. You can hear that. He's got some covers that he was doing. Um, really putting his own twist on it. It's it's awesome. Uh, he's also got an album full of all the hip-hop uh, features he's done. You can check it out at DutchWilliamsMusic.com. Excuse me, DutchWilliamsMusic.Bandcamp.com. That's where you can check all those out. You can also go to dysfunctionalfamily.bandcamp.com. And as always, blah, 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 blah. as always, tune in live. View from the Hill, www.viewfromthehill.com. Dutch, what do you got for us, my man? Uh, I, I'm just going to play a couple songs that uh, probably nobody uh, listening has probably ever heard. Some 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 songs that are not on, on the Alloway EP. Um, or anything that I, I've done with this funk, but just some uh, just some songs that I have now that uh, you know are, are looking to find their way into the world a little bit, I guess. And uh, I guess this would probably be a good stage to to debut them um, on some level. Um, one's been around a, a little while, and I, I've I've probably played it maybe at a, a club here or there, but. Uh, First tune I'm going to play is actually called Tell Me When, and um, it's a song I wrote maybe about a year or two ago. I'm not really sure exactly how long it's been, but it's never made its way onto a record or anything like that, and uh, it, I, I think it should. So like I said, this will be a good good way to kind of kind of showcase it. And the second song that I'll play is... Uh, com- completely brand new, um, very, very, very new song that no one, uh, besides probably my, my wife and, and maybe my, my family has heard. Um, it, it's a, uh, a tune that, that I've wrote, uh, here recently and it, it's actually called, uh, Broken Dreams and it's a pretty good tune. So anyway, this first song is, uh. It's called Tell Me When. As you're driving off in your car, got the skin and the wind and the moonlight in your eye. Yeah, and it won't take long, no, you won't get far. Let the trip ease your grip when it hit. Don't ask me why. Fire that burns inside. Oh no, yeah, well, it's coming around. 
it if you need it. But tell me where. If all you ever wanted to look you dead in the eye, would you try? So that is, uh, that is Tell Me When. It felt pretty good. It sounded pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> so the next, uh, next tune I'll play here real quick is, is like I said, brand new. And I guess, I guess to kind of <clears throat> quote Kurt Cobain and... Nirvana unplugged. If I mess it up, well, I guess these people are just gonna have to wait. <laughs> song's called Broken Dreams. Go back to that place 
in my mind I will see your face in broken dreams on restless nights Sometimes I hear your voice Try to make me regret my choice But there ain't no one in the room Now fire's long been dead And ashes they all been spread But they rise again out of the gloom That we long Go back to that place in my mind. I will see you again. Broken dream, restless night. I could tell you now, like I never could somehow, and let that time just slip away. No, I can't explain why it caused me so much pain. I curse your ghost most every day. I will all Go back to that place in my mind. I will see your face in broken dreams, a restless night. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Woo! Thank you. You heard it here. This is the voice. This is the hookmaster for dysfunctional family. My boy, since we were basically born, I was in his wedding. Soon he's gonna be in mine. Looking this, forward to it. Oh, this is this is my man. I've had so much fun making music with this guy. Uh, Ohio is in his heart. Ohio is in his soul. Dutch. Thank you for being here with me, man. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me, man. It's been a 
been a great experience. This is exactly what I needed, and uh, I'm really glad to do it. So it was a lot of fun, and you're 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 really doing a good thing here. And uh, I think uh, I think people are gonna really start appreciating and. And seeing what you're doing, you're doing a great job, my friend. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Anyone who's stuck with us that whole time and who's still listening in, you guys can listen to more of what Dutch Williams was doing tonight. You can listen to some different stuff, the same stuff we played at his website on Bandcamp. That's dutchwilliamsmusic.bandcamp.com. And as always... You can listen to View from the Hill at www.viewfromthehill.com. Tune in with us next, not next Saturday, the Saturday after next, April 2nd. We're going to have Jared Black in here. He's uh, been a big Athens uh, you know, supporter. He's got Athens in his soul, been helping the beautification of Athens Uh He's just somebody that we want to have on our team, a local activist, Jared Black, making some awesome art all around town. Uh, you can see it on the public graffiti walls. Uh, you can see it on some graffiti walls that are maybe not so public and uh, people don't want to paint on, but he doesn't care because we're trying to make Athens a beautiful place. You got to see Jared's art all around town. He's just working on a new one uh, down on the corner of West State Street. Go check that out. April 2nd, Jared Black on View from the Hill tonight. I had Dutch Williams. Dutch, it was a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for having me, man. It's been a great time. Have a good night. Everybody listening, we're going to take it away with The River off of uh, Dutch's EP, The Alleyway EP. Uh, that's another good one with Dan Mickelson just laying down some funky guitar on it. And then, you know, it's it's just a theme and, uh, you know, a feeling uh, that, that we're right here and we're always going to be here. Uh, that's a song that I had as the outro to my solo album, uh, Hidden in Lyrics. Dutch featured on that. It's called Still Right Here because we're still right here. Everything we've been through, it's been good. It's been fun and we're still right here. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's been Dutch Williams live on viewfromthehill.com. We'll see you on April 2nd. I sat down by the river That's where you wanted to be
really isn't I didn't start to play just because I think I'd win it Cause every minute that I'm living, yeah, I could be finished And if I travel this far, then why would I give in? Don't stop, cause no one else will And it's hard when you care about how everyone else feels If you're winning, you've been living a lie The secret is when you lose, don't give in and cry Keep moving, yeah, follow my lead Don't spit on anyone who stops you from following dreams and if they try to ever get in your way, just move them out the side and say, I ain't going nowhere, no way. Just pushed you aside and said, I ain't going nowhere, nowhere. 